Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This feeling deep inside of me Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me It's all Kyle Sandy's fault. When you hold Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Told you, BJ Thomas can can hit you a three pointer and get you a million selling songs. There we go. All this that we just we, if you just tuning in, we had Kyle Sandy, Sandy <laughs> Spiel, giving us his breakdown on what's going on in the high school basketball tournament, state, um, state tournament tournament going on, and he mentioned a player's name, and it just it stuck in my head, and the player's name was BJ Thomas, and of course. He's a young player, has no idea who this guy is. Oh, no. But we just thought I'd throw it on there for the hell of it, because now I can get it out of my head. Thank you, Noel. And we will hopefully venture into her world later on uh, this hour. We're going to hear from Adam Alexander, FS1, in town for uh, the M Better Health 400. Mm-hmm. Got to say it properly. Yeah. And, uh, but for the rest of you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you beautiful people in Avondale Estates. Absolutely. Absolutely. Avondale Estates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Over in the cab. Where do you take folks to go eat over there in Avondale Estates? Um, they're different places you can go. Well, there's a, a ton of great places. Place. Of course, it is, it is the home, the home of Waffle House. Avondale Estates is? Yes. They, they, like the, the, the home, the, the first one was the, there? The very first. Or the corporate offices are there? No, very first. Wow, okay. Corporate offices up 85. When was the first? When did when did Waffle House start, or what decade was it? The sixties, the fifties, the seventies? When was I'm it? I'm thinking sixties. Sixties? Yeah, sure, but yeah. Okay. I don't have it. I don't have it laid out in front of me. <laughs> but, 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 and, but yeah, and 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 it ended up being something that you, you kind of saw on the freeway, and and it's gradually, you know, it's in communities. It's it's it's, it's everywhere. You go down to Georgia State. There are like two or three of them on campus at Georgia State, right here in town. Mm. 
the Waffle Houses. I never forget taking uh, Tracy up to Chicago for the first time. We were coming. The way we were coming in, we we stayed on this one road, which was taking me. I was staying. Sometimes I'll stay downtown, which means I'll jump on ninety four when I get off of eighty and right along along the lake, and I go into downtown. Or if I'm going out west to where I used to live, and or just staying out there, I will get on the what the equivalent of two eighty five is in mm-hmm. Chicago, right? And what they have on the interstates, which, by the way, is a toll road, uh, this, this, this connector, if you will, they have, and the overpass is where the gas stations are. So, in other words, you get off the expressway. You remember the Blues Brothers? Did yeah. you see that movie? Okay, remember that part where they got off the interstate and they went up to that gas station and Jake and Elwood were going to make a call? Anyway, they have restaurants right over the interstate, which she had never seen before. It's crazy. You okay. get gas, yeah. and then you got like a Wendy's or whatever. Now, the fast food burger places. Okay. But back in the day, because I heard Charles Evans. No, no. I mean Bob Evans. Bob no, Evans. wasn't Bob Evans. No. I had my first patty melt, and I will always identify it with this place and a Monte Cristo sandwich, which I had never heard before and I had one there and I just this this restaurant has a special place in my past Stuckey's oh yeah man and I never saw anywhere I never saw Stuckey's down south there well, at least when I first moved that's here that's where they're from I'm just saying I never saw them I just saw them all up on the interstate yeah up north got me a Monte Cristo sandwich man that's kind of what you it's one of the things you kind of hit the freeway to get to back in the day yeah. they, they weren't like in community unless you go to South Georgia you know you find them I again, I I I looked forward to when I was taking trips back then for a period of time, getting me a patty. Because the only place I got a patty melt was was at Stuckey's. So that just that just stayed with me. And I was I was flipping around this past week, landing on the Food Channel, and a dude was making a Monte Cristo sandwich, and that's what took me back. Wow. Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. As always, when we hit the seven o'clock hour, turn things over to Mister Crenshaw. Let you know what's going on. Yeah, locally. I got got quite a stuff to, to run down to with some basketball stuff with some college basketball, um, and some good news for Georgia Tech. They they boy they needed it. Um, you know, coming off some some uh, difficult losses, and you know, um, it, it's been a difficult time over there for for the, for the team for the coach. But they go to Miami, and Miami. Think about it. Miami was a Final Four team last season. Georgia Tech goes there and gets the win, eighty to seventy-six final score. That is good news for the Jackets to get that win as we hit here for the final week of the regular season. And uh, here's some coach. Here's some thoughts from Coach. You know, when you win the game, you don't even realize. It. I mean, I, I think I have though. You know. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, it's it's to me, it's it's been indicative of our season, and nothing has come easy for us. But we we did a, we did a good job of persevering. Um, you know, to get the lead, we did a good job. I thought, you know, on the defensive end, we were able to slow them a little bit, take the shooting percentage down a bit. Um, they shot shot the shot the lights out in the first half, and um, you know, we knew that defensively we were going to have to have to step it up. And you know, I think it was a collective effort, and then I thought. You know, I, I thought Miles, I, I didn't realize until I looked at the statue, I thought he did a really good job on George because he switched the matchup. He did a good job of, you know, uh, guarding him, trying to force him left a little bit. And, you know, just kind of taking him out because he had his way with us. The first. So that Coach Damon Stoudemire talking about his team, they're now 12-16, and 5-12 and 12 in the ACC, but that's a, that's a good win and a big win for the Jackets there. Georgia falls at home. Auburn beats them 97-76. Dogs are now 15 and 12, Georgia State falls at home. Texas State gets them 68-59. Uh, 
uh, final score in that one. The alma mater is a winner. They're now ranked number 10 because they had a loss, but they beat uh, Shorter 77-68, 22-4. West Georgia is now in the number 10 in the country, Division II ranking. Uh, Shout out over in the AU Center. Morehouse went over Benedict 85-82. Clark Atlanta beats Allen 72-55, and they win the Eastern Division of the SIAC. So shout out to the Panthers. Uh, for wrapping up the Eastern Division. But you talk college basketball, Greg, and a, a game that's, uh, that is troubling a lot of people is a game last night that people saw, saw with Duke and Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And um, and what what does your ticket entitle you to do? You know, you know, we, and we've seen some of this in recent years, just some some, you know, misconduct by some fans. But then there's certain things we expect to see. Football games, you upset somebody, here comes the crowd going to going to storm, storm the field at college football. College basketball, sometimes you see that as well if you get a the big Duke upset. Crazies. You know, people are going to run out. But what you Duke kind of don't storm the court. Duke expects to win. But I mean, you know, when somebody beats Duke, then that's a big deal. And Wake Forest, I guess they were 10 they're 10 and 6 now, 18 and 9. They had them in Winston-Salem yesterday. And uh, Duke is number 8. Is this a big deal when those any of those four teams in North Carolina which considers themselves the heart of the ACC, be it North Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest, or Duke. And 83-79, Wake Forest gets the win. And before the, the buzzer can go off, everybody out of the stands, and a Duke player gets hurt. Uh, Kyle Flipowitz, Flip, Flip, Flipkowski has to get helped off the field. Um, and it's just an uh, ugly scene. Ugly scene. A lot of people are pointing fingers at Wake Forest administration then they should have had a plan in place in case this happens. I don't know how you plan for something like that. Well, you have security around, first of all. But, I mean, it's it's college basketball, and it's a part of the game. Or it not it? Yeah. We, yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it. Here's what Coach had to, had to say afterwards about his player getting hurt. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. It is that. But do you take that out of the game? And I mean, a lot of people thinking that, that Wake Forest should be, in, should be in some trouble for this. Um, it's one thing for them to come out, but it's another for them to come out and to hit a player. And normally in that circumstance – they kind of don't bother the other team. Mm-hmm. They come out, and the other team just kind of drifts to their locker room, and, and nobody does that. Is that different now? You will come up and you will step to a player from another team, and these folks are all six, seven, six, eight, six, yeah. nine. But you're gonna go up and say something to yeah, them, or take a, been, or take a swing at them yeah. on the way to uh, on the court just to do. Remember, we talked about content earlier. There are people who do not care of the consequences. You got folks sitting off the edge of mountains trying to get a picture taken. So getting punched by a player who's going to be a millionaire in the NBA next year, but he's the All-American this year, I'm gonna, that's a badge of honor for some people. It's like running around naked, you know, a streaker out on the field. And you know you're going to get your ass, you know, your behind beat when they tackle you, but you don't care because your friends, your friends are filming it. I don't know what the solution is to this, but all I know is the changing tide of everything. We're living it right now. Does anybody think about, and I was talking about the background of those two Colleges and universities, and what you know the the players may not know, other students probably. That's not right. Know. You, yeah, it's, you it's, you gave me a little lesson there. You tell it's, tell it's, the folks what you were talking it's about. The earlier. background of those two schools. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Both them schools founded by the church. <laughs> they, 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 they are. 
I, I know. Mean, I mean, Duke was originally called Trinity College. Okay. It was south of Greensboro. Okay. The Duke family got involved, which they were involved in tobacco. Now, if you go to North Carolina, your power company is Duke Power. Like here, Georgia Power is part of Southern Company. Duke Power, that's a whole lot of money. They said, well, you know what? Methodist Church, we, we, we want to show, we want to flex. Right. And so they moved the campus from south of Greensboro to Durham. Duke, Duke wasn't there. You know, so they, they moved this campus there it's right around the turn of the century, around late 1800s, early 1900s. And they moved and they built a campus. It looked like it's been there 300 years. You go to all the Gothic stone. It's, it's like it's like overgrown Emory. Okay. <laughs> Say that, wait, wait, hang on a second. You can't let that phrase just kind of fly over us. Oh, an overgrown Emory. Yeah, Duke. Okay. It's kind of an overgrown okay. Emory. It is. They got, their, they got their own hospital. It's all like, right. You know, and, and so, but, but meanwhile, in, in Raleigh, north of Raleigh, is where Wake Forest originally was. Right. Okay. Baptist Church. Right. Okay. R.J. Reynolds Tobacco. Here come the tobacco folks. That, I was that, waiting I mean, for the tobacco people to get in here. You talking uh, all this North Carolina stuff yeah, with churches? Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the tobacco folks. The tobacco folks got with the Methodists and moved the college that is Duke. <laughs> you know, the tobacco people. R.J. Reynolds got with the Baptists. Okay, and moved Wake Forest to Winston Salem. If you go to Winston Salem, you look at that campus. Boy, this thing's been around here for. No, it hadn't. But the, but but that's where R.J. Reynolds is, is in Winston Salem. Can I ask you a question? Just as a little side note, do pe- did people back in the day smoke in church? I don't think so. Okay, no. I'm just curious. In North Carolina, I would not be surprised to hear that. I'm just asking. Go ahead, finish your thing. Well, not any churches I went to. No, not well. We weren't around <laughs> in 1800s. Smoke, That's smoke what I'm saying. Church, yeah. um, if they had all that bravado to move a university, they gonna do what it's they gonna do. Now, so if remember, they want to light up, they want to put a know, pinch between the cheek and gum. They would do it. Well, you know, back then. Well, you know. We think about the folks who are in town this week, NASCAR. Right. For a long time, the Cup Series was known as? Oh, yeah, the Winston Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking, we talking money. We're talking power. That was, hey, ooh. See, because, see, when it was Winston Cup, you had that perception of what NASCAR was. It originated down south here. And then, as I But re- it made it regional. It, exactly. It, 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 I, it made it regional. I will never forget when and, Jeff Gordon blew up and he wasn't from around here. Well, and him and Dale Earnhardt. But there were, there were, but there were a number of drivers that weren't from here. That, I'm just saying that. But, but they, that he was, was the most famous. Well, he was the first one became in. And a lot That's of people, what I mean. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people felt like he came in and got there you a carte go. blanche, got a ride with, with Rick Hendrick. Exactly. The other guys Rainbow and, Warriors, all of that. And then go drive short tracks in North Carolina. And some people think he didn't earn it. But, I mean, he got out there and showed you he, he, he belonged. But right? he was what brought me and people who didn't follow NASCAR to the TV. Because now you had, instead of a, a, a few guys with just black hats, you had a dude with who wore the white hat. And he was racing against the guys who had the black hat, meaning Dale Earnhardt. Meaning Jeff Gordon had the white hat. That's the way I took it. And he was, what, what, he was what, the what, new. Well, not to a lot of fans. Well, no, a lot not of to fans. Fan. I'm like him because he's different. But, the, but television positioned him that oh, way. Yeah. And, and, That's and, what I'm saying. Well, the timing. The timing of NASCAR. Exactly. They came along during the time when all races were televised live. All races weren't televised live. You I, think up until until uh, what, what ESPN and, and uh, Nashville Network. You know, that's that's when that's when you started. When was it? And I'll tell you what. Also, you got to talk about the late 80s, early 90s. And, and what boosted that was the combination of Richard Petty winning his last Daytona. Was it Daytona? And then as he was... 
the race about the end. Reagan flies in in yeah. Air Force One yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they, landed they, right there. That, that was that was the uh, phenomenal, uh, iconic photograph that was taken mm-hmm. of Air Force One landing to him and him on the track. So yeah, but he was talking a little, little North Carolina, and that back then. Most of your your races were really still in tracks in North Carolina. That we went back to North Wilkesboro for the All Star race. We don't go race at Rockingham anymore. Um, so you know that's that's just some things that have changed with, with with the times with NASCAR. We got some fans, NASCAR fans, probably listening, gritting their teeth right now. <laughs> yeah. And we don't race at the Rock anymore, no? <laughs> but we do race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah, do. And that's coming up, and that's what we're getting ready to talk about, right? The AMS and Better Health 400 is going on today. Just go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Check out everything they got going on before, during, and after today's races. But just the presentation that they are putting out. I was watching the Xfinity races yesterday. Anyway, we're going to talk to Adam Alexander up next, FS1, friend of the show, friend of ours. we got to start off with an apology because we were supposed to hang out with him this week, and timing just did not work out. But he'll be joining us next. And then Noel's World, later on in the 7 o'clock hour. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Any boyfriends to mention, and I played my guitar too loud. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 25th day of February. You hear that music, you know it's time for one person and one person only, our friend Adam Alexander from FS1. Uh, and now we got to say something, uh, you know, rest in peace, Toby. No. So we ain't going to do it every time, but it's still kind of, you know. But, but, we, we, but, we got, we, but Adam in, is in town, and we were going to try to catch up with him. Well, I was getting to that next. Okay, okay I was saying ahead. that about the song. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. We feel bad. We've been, we've been broadcasting, Adam. <laughs> we're not a, one of those bands around our arm, but our bottom lip poked out because we, we didn't get a chance to see you <laughs> while we were here, while you were yeah. here. Well, I, I hate that, too. And, and you know what? That reminds me that we started our connection during COVID. Right, and that when we first started doing interviews, I yeah. thought it was a little and before that. So but, yeah, well, yeah, it probably was actually. I think we just enhanced during COVID, maybe. But yeah. but I got to tell you, like we've been doing this for like four or five years. It's pretty remarkable how long we've been hanging out. I, that, that's awesome. And 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 we thank you because more than anybody else during COVID, sitting here trying to talk about sports and wasn't nothing going on. And then NASCAR were the first ones to make. A step back into sports, albeit virtually. Yeah. But we were talking about virtual racing and, and, and using that as a cue to get you on here and let's start talking and racing as soon as we could. So you actually got us through that, that strange period when we had to talk sports when nothing was really going on. So we'll, we'll always be indebted to well, you for that. And, and ironically enough, it was Atlanta where I was headed when the whole COVID thing hit or, or became the reality that it ended up being and everything got shut down. So glad that's behind us. Glad we're still hanging out and looking forward to what's next. Yeah. yeah. What an interesting week for you, right? A little extra time in Daytona than you may have liked to having the race on Monday um, and then come here. So it's been an interesting week for you. I was in Los Angeles for the clash and we were going to get that epic rain there. So they decided to move everything from Sunday to Saturday. So I, I thought I was working Sunday and coming home Monday. I worked Saturday. I was home Sunday. My wife was like, Adam, this is great. And I'm like, it is, but honey, we'll get paid back. And then I went to Daytona and I stayed there for like three weeks. I felt like, so yeah, we got paid back on that, but Daytona was wild, and, and I have to give a lot of credit to NASCAR and, and all the teams and the track. 
to be able to navigate through all of that. And, and I would say our crew at Fox as well, because there's so much that goes in to those long days when there's rain and not just dealing with the rain, but everything that it brings. And uh, everyone did an excellent job, got both races in on Monday. Uh, the Daytona 500 was exciting, thought it was a great race. Same for the Xfinity race on Monday night, and now we've reset. We got both races in yesterday in at Atlanta, and everything looks good for today. Adam Alexander, FS1, joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. All right, I'm checking out the Xfinity race yesterday, and we can get to Austin Hill and what this, as Sam likes to say, one of our home folk uh, got, got it done again, uh, second straight win. That wasn't the story for me, though. The majority of this race, and it was an exciting ending. They went into overtime, right? And they had that two-lap uh, overtime. But if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Ross Chastain like going to win this thing? I thought I, I thought uh, I Jesse Love. Okay, it was Jesse Love that was leading it. Yep, okay, yep, Jesse Love, and so so Jesse Love's got an unbelievable story. He becomes the first driver ever in his first two starts. He's a rookie. To win the poll, won the poll at Daytona, won the poll again Friday at Atlanta, dominates this race. You just couldn't pass. It was so hard. If you pulled out a line, you lost all the momentum. He just dominates the high lane, leads 157 laps, I think it ended up being. But unfortunately, when you're leading, you can't save as much fuel. You run out of gas. We get overtime, and Austin Hill drives through and wins it again. But then he had like two guys that ran out of gas in front of him. I think he started off in he sixth place. Yeah. yeah, like sixth place he started, and then it was like the, the roads had parted. <laughs> These guys started running out of gas. Literally, I think it might have been three cars that ran out of gas or somebody, but he sort of wedged his way through. It was a, a crazy ending. But whatever for whatever reason, was, this dude knows AMS. It's remarkable. That's his third win there. He's from Georgia, Winston, Georgia, so he's a, a Georgia guy, wears Georgia Bulldog shoes when he races. His family was there. He's a throwback. He really is. They call him Big Country, and and he kind of embodies that, right? I mean, he's just a a, a hunter, a fisher, a guy that just you know wants to be out in the woods if he's not racing. Just a great, great dude. And to see him have the success he's having is really cool because he did it in a non traditional way. And when he went to RCR, he had success in trucks. He went to RCR. Everybody wondered what's he capable of. He won in 2022 as a rookie. Last year got even more traction, was the regular season champion, and now we begin 2024, and he's 2-0. and Wins at Daytona, wins at Atlanta, and we go to Las Vegas next week. I'll give you guys one guess who won when we were there a year ago. Whoa, Austin. Austin Hill. How about Yikes. that? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, spending time on the Wait for Dot-com hotline on this racing Sunday morning here at Atlanta Motor Speedway with Adam Alexander. And he's social. You can always find him at Adam Numero One Alexander. At Adam Numero One Alexander. All right, thoughts. We got Michael McDowell, Joey Logano, the front row. We saw Logano win uh, at AMS last season uh, to, get, to get a race. So he's had a one, uh, race on this configuration. Going to be cool to start things off today. Thoughts about this this track. Uh, another crack for the track, uh, for the racers at this track with this car. What do you expect today? It's funny. Joey Logano was on the broadcast with us yesterday on the Xfinity side, and I asked him to describe Atlanta in the draft in comparison to what we faced last week at Daytona. He said, you know, Atlanta's really confused. 
it doesn't know if it wants to be a super speedway and about the draft or if it wants to be a mile and a half, and it's about handling. And we saw yesterday that handling will be a deal, and that's just going to continue to be more and more of a thing as this track ages and weathers and all of that. But I feel like that, you know, track position is going to be enormous today. We saw it yesterday. It's, it's just very difficult to get around someone once they're getting a run in that high lane. Maybe these cars will react different than the Xfinity cars. I'm sure they will to a certain extent. But I feel like strategy, fuel mileage, and, and all of that is going to be a factor. And then can you get drafting help? Because if you're going to make a move, you need to have someone go with you the Fords appear to be strong. Uh, that's what we saw in qualifying. But on these weekends where you're racing in the draft, you don't practice. You just race. And so it's a little bit harder to define who are the favorites. But Logano won this race last year starting on the front row today. There's no question he's going to be a big-time player. Hey, Adam, I want to ask you about what you just said. Because I clarification for me and, and members of our audience who don't know, when you said that you were talking, your partner brought up Atlanta didn't know whether or not it wanted to be a super speedway or – what was it? Uh, it's, it's a mile and a half. Mile and a half. Drafting track. Yeah. yeah. How yep. does how does how do you determine whether you're one or the other, and and why is Atlanta sort of in that middle, or why is people assuming that's the case? I'm just trying to understand how you traditional. Can... Go ahead. Well, the traditional mile and a half, you don't have the impact of the draft because of the banking and the way it's set up. Cars can't just run as close together. That's just not what the aerodynamics of the car will allow. When you go to a place like Daytona Talladega, where the banking is so severe, the draft is just a tremendous equalizer. And, and because you can hold it you know, wide open because the draft, uh, the, the banking will carry you through the corners, that really opens the door for you to utilize the draft. And so when they reconfigured Atlanta and graduated the banking up to 28 degrees, the draft became a real deal. And as we have gone over time and that track is weathered, handling has become more of a thing. It is a hybrid, right? It's not Daytona and Talladega, but it's got those same characteristics because of the banking that is now there compared to what it used to be, 28 degrees more banking in Atlanta than what we see at any of the other mile-and-a-half tracks. Yep, yep. Well, you talk about the Fords and and, and looking good, and you talk about the ones that are up front. I'm looking back. I'm looking at guys like Ryan Blaney's back there and Chris Buescher. They're a couple of rows back starting today, but thoughts about those guys possibly? Well, Ryan Blaney uh, had that crash last week but was running up front in the Daytona 500, the reigning champ. And I feel, you know, when you look at drafting tracks, he's someone that is always really, really good at this style of racing, and there's no question he's going to be a player today. You mentioned Chris Busher. I mean, Chris won last summer at Daytona, and RFK in general has been good at this style of racing. So Chris is someone you have to look at. I like William Byron. I know he's starting 11th, but he, he won the Daytona 500. Momentum is on his side. If there is to be some form of strategy today because they have a win in their pocket, they can probably be a little bit more aggressive with their strategy and, and gambling. And this has just been a good track for him. When you look at what he's done recently at Atlanta, he's been really special there. And, you know, if you're looking at other names, I mean, his teammate Kyle Larson, I feel like everywhere we go, Larson is a player, and he really qualified great yesterday. He was fifth, and, you know, Kyle Busch starts third, and Kyle yeah. is someone that overcame a lot of adversity last week in the Daytona 500, and I thought he might win that thing. RCR won yesterday in the Xfinity race. Maybe it's an RCR weekend, Kyle Busch driving the eight car for Richard Childress, and he starts 
on the inside of row two today. Yep. One name we're not mentioning, and that's our home folk. You know, Chase Elliott, he's going to start 28th today. What, what, what's going on? I mean, he had a strong showing last week at Daytona, and you said, okay, we, we, we see him coming back in the, in the direction that we're used to seeing him in. What can he do today? You know, it's interesting. If you look at qualifying from yesterday, there were some fairly big names that didn't have a great qualifying run, and and some of that can be circumstantial based on, you know, the track and that kind of thing. But if you look outside the top 20, you mentioned a guy like Chase Elliott, but Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Brad Keselowski, you know, Ty Gibbs has been great. Chase Elliott's back there. So there are a good number of drivers who we felt like would be strong, should be fast today, that didn't have a great qualifying effort sometimes because of the handling that I mentioned, you will go the route of handling and not trim your car out as much in qualifying. So maybe the thought process for some of those guys is let's give up a great qualifying lap to know that we're going to have a car that's going to handle really good on Sunday. Don't know 100% that's the case for all of those drivers, but that's something you could look at as a reason why they didn't have the great qualifying run yesterday. Yep, yep. Uh, wrapping things up here with Adam Alexander, before we let you go, what's coming up today uh, when the viewers tune in? What, what, what do you have for us? NASCAR race day hits the air on Fox at 2 o'clock Eastern time, and so we look forward to a setup of what's uh, coming your way in the race today. And uh, I, I feel like that, you know, when you reach this time of year, the Daytona 500 is the one race that's always you know, been that question mark. We've had some upsets. It's a bit of a wild card, and, and it opens the door for a driver that maybe you didn't expect to go out and win and lock themselves into the playoffs. The uniqueness of Atlanta is because of the way it fits into the draft. Now you could get a surprise winner today. And so while William Byron was not a shocker in the 500, you do have the potential for an upset this afternoon and a driver putting themselves – into the playoffs, so I'll be watching for that and seeing if we get one of our, um, you know, one of our favorites, or, or do we get a long shot and maybe turn things upside down very early in the season? I think there's a chance, Sam and Adam, that the NASCAR equivalent of Brock Purdy wins the race. Wow, Brock Purdy, I'm, the equivalent of that is the guy who's on the pole who is for the first time in what 467th tries. He is now Michael McDonald McDowell is on the pole. So after all this time, he finally makes it. I'm calling him Brock Purdy. And to Adam's point, maybe he wins it today. What do you think? And he came in second at the 500. And and he shocked everybody uh, when he won the Daytona 500 2021. So Michael McDowell is quite capable. Went on the road course at Indianapolis. And um, we'll see if he can go out and get it done today. Hey, buddy, we thought about you all week. We saw we missed you, but uh, we're going to get together. Don't worry. It's like we're backing up for a run and start. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to it. You, you guys are the best, and uh, have a great day. You too, Adam. Adam right. Alexander, FS1 out there at Atlanta Motor Speedway for all the excitement and the Embedder Health 400, which goes off today. Yeah, this is Michael McDowell. He's the, he's the Brock Purdy okay. of NASCAR. You want to call him Mr. Irrelevant. Well, he's won the Daytona They're making before. a point, though. He hasn't been on the pole for 467 tries. Yeah. So that's not bad. Anyway, Noel's World. We'll see if it's. <laughs> <laughs> There's an entry point today, and we can we can land on that moon. Anyway, hope she'll be feeling better, and we're going to find out what she's got on her mind. Up next, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. The song that started changing it all for music. 
Oh, just say that. You know what this song is? This was the first song that MTV played. The video, excuse me. Oh, really? You know that? Video never, killed I, I the radio star, the Bungles, the Buggles, the Buggles. Yeah. I never knew this, what the first song on that this, was. This was the first song that, that MTV played when they came on the air in 81. And thus the name, Video Killed the Radio Star. Get it? So that's why they played that, because it's a video channel. Okay. And so that's why they started with this song. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm just saying. You, obviously, there's a reason Noelle played that, because this is her segment. It's Noelle's World. Is there a reason you played this very famous song from, you, you know, you can't tell the, uh, the, the history of music without bringing this one up? You cannot. Yes, Greg, you hit the nail on the head. You. This is a perfect segue into what I want to talk about today. Video killed the radio star. It kind of put radio at a, at a lesser advantage for music because everybody wanted to see the music videos and the, the content and the visuals that, that went with that, right? It even started selling songs at a point. Like Thriller, when Michael Jackson dropped Thriller, it made Thriller sell another million units. But you know what I also said it did? It also gave us Millie Vanilli. What? <laughs> what, what? It also thriller. gave us folks who, no, I said it also gave us Millie Vanilli. It gave us people who looked like they were doing something that they weren't. Well, that's true. That's true. This is true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Come on. Come on. But that leads us into. <laughs> Why are you hustling her like that? She's not doing well. <laughs> that, well, well, actually, Sam kind of this is going to tie into to everything I want to talk about, too. How there are positives and negatives to to uh, technology and, and um, changing changing industries, the, the, the way they change and um, improve. Okay. Quote, unquote. Well, um, it looks like we may have a new streaming bundle coming for us uh, sports fans. Um, so now it looks like ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery all want to link up to give us one app right. full of sports. Right. Video killed the radio star. <laughs> but my question is, is it? Because does this really make sense? I heard John Skipper, former president of ESPN, talking about that that collection of, of, of networks coming together and what that would mean. Is it more beneficial for us or is it beneficial for them? Exactly. And that's what was still being worked out. He was, he was it, it more of a wait and see. Because, see, these guys are all trying to figure out the, the viewer landscape, too. Right. What's bring, and, and do we go with what we see? And those could be fudged by their 30 and over or 40 and over viewers, and they don't want them. They want the 18 and 35 demographic, obviously, to make money and there's sponsors and all that sort of stuff, advertisers. So, again, it's kind of a wait and see, but I don't know what to expect and how that's going to look. Well, and, and the reason that is, this is of, of, of an interesting topic to me because you have a lot of these companies already have their own app, right, where they right, do other right. entertainment outside of sports. And these apps on various levels, have had issues. Mm -hmm. You went from HBO Max to Max, so everybody had to delete that app, move over to this app, re-sign in, figure out what's going on over there. You're dropping content left and right. Okay, cool. ESPN has their own bundle with the Hulu and everything else going on on this side. Discovery has whatever they're, wherever they're airing TV, TBS and stuff, they have their own thing. And so now they want to come together and create 
one app for all of these entities, but y'all haven't figured out individually how to create apps that people like. Um, and that might end up in a situation where you have some some uh, local broadcasters with apps that people also don't like. I've seen people complain about that app here. I've seen people complain about that particular app in Minnesota. And it's the only place where you can watch your particular teams. And I feel like we're about to fall into a similar trap, but with companies with way more money and way more power Well, mm-hmm. to, to keep us locked into that structure. Because it's almost like their own cable package plan, but we're going to do a digital streaming version of it because that's where all the cool kids are. When in reality... To Greg's point, the kids you want to reach don't even want to watch a whole game. They want to hit the highlights. Yep. 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 Content. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and who, do you, who do you go for? That's where we are. That's the yes. Wild West that's going on out here right now is who do they focus on? Right. Because there's, there's, a, there's a transition going on. You got folks that are, don't put it, dying off, but they are, and they're not viewing content the way they used to. They're not viewing shows the way they or used to. Or not for as long. Everything right. is different. Who we, you know, this is, that's the thing. When you watch for an entire game, we will sit and watch a whole game when she's talking about younger folks. Yeah, yeah they're we'll, not we'll, doing we'll, that. We'll, uh, we'll put a designation on their smart device to give them a ping when a highlight happens and go and look, oh, okay, all right, exactly. fine. Now let's go back to where we were doing. Exactly. You know, right. and, and that's what's interesting with me with ESPN because I feel like they, as, as far as all the people they want to link up with to create this app, they kind of have the lead in that regard because people do go onto ESPN's app and they figured out how to give us these small sound bites of their shows, mm-hmm. right? So you'll watch, you know, two, three-minute snippets of first take or or um, uh, a part of my interruption yeah. or, or whatever it is. Like, they, they figured out how to cut it down to 30 seconds, 45 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, three minutes to, to give it whatever form you want. So how how are you going to reach those kids outside of ESPN and social media, which really doesn't make money on that scale? Especially a social media site like Twitter, it's hard to sell ads on Twitter when you can just scroll right by them, not even not even not even realize you saw an ad. They're gonna be firing folks at our age and then hiring folks <laughs> like your age. That's what's going on. Because it, to answer your question, we people whatever age you want to say and older don't know what those, you know. 20, 30 and under are doing on a regular right. basis. They don't have, they're not connected with that. And if you want to gravitate toward those people and reach out to them for advertise, the advertising dollar or bring them under your tent, for whatever the reason, you can't do it with the established executives in place right now. You, you the can't. majority of them. Well, and so that's they what they're go. trying to do. They're, like, they're trying to you know, turn their own hat backwards and pick up their own skateboard and hang out with the cool kids and figure out how to move this forward. Well, really, to your point, you're going to have to hire some some younger executives that, that have their posts on the needle to kind of push you into because David Laz, David Zasloff of, of, of Warner Brothers Discovery, he's already trying to figure out a lot with Warner Brothers Discovery to add this onto the plate to try to figure out this part of it. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> you know what popped <laughs> into my head? What's you know, that? a lot of people, this is outside the box thinking, but take a page from Big, the movie Big, mm-hmm. okay. where you got a Tom Hanks who, which what the character, but that company needed to tap into the young mind, so they got this kid. Right. Didn't have, a, didn't have a degree, wasn't considered a quote-unquote executive, but knew what was going on. It's no different than what ESPN did with Pat McAfee. Yep. As a can, so you understand and, what moves them needle as a exactly. consumer outside of what's here. We only know the status quo, and it's hard to push that needle forward with still status quo thinking. And I think that's why this is interesting to me because that's what it feels like. Like you're trying to figure out how to turn cable into your own mini streaming service to serve the same purpose that cable used to. And I just don't know if that's 
if that's realistic or it's going to happen. Like, I almost feel like just giving my cable package back. How the sausage is being made is where we are right now. But yeah. here's the thing. you got two groups of people. you got you got viewers who are taken aback when they have to realize that at some point in the not-too-distant future, they're going to have to pay to watch the Super Bowl. For everything. You have to pay for everything. I know, but I'm saying that was like the – that was that was the – a bridge too far mm-hmm. for for sports fans of a certain age. I ain't paying to say, pay to see the Super Bowl. That's a network. Blah blah blah. And then you got people who are you know younger who is like this is part of life. I grew well, up no, with I, this. I think we still don't want to pay for it either. And I think that's how we've did, that's how my generation has devolved into. I'm gonna catch these highlights on the Twitter because now I don't have to pay for the package and I get to see everything that I need to see as a highlight. Because you have people complaining about watching a playoff game on Peacock, and I was one of them. NBC is right here. Why do I have to log into Peacock? But also, you have people like my sister who only uses a smart TV, right? So the smart TV literally points you in the direction you need to go to watch the stuff. Put in this, log in this, do this, do that. It comes up. So she didn't even realize she was watching Peacock. Mm, okay. So so <laughs> maybe like the wave to the smart TV is going to be the thing that really pushes us all to, to this this new way of watching TV, but I like having to watch the Braves on like Facebook or or Apple TV. It drives me nuts because now I got to make sure my mom can get on it. She can't function without her Braves. You got to have the Braves, huh? So I got to make sure that 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 my retired mother and then she gonna call me and be like, "Do I got the Apple TV? <laughs> Is it already on my TV?" <laughs> well, who paying for the Apple TV? Yeah, Am I paying for the Apple TV? Who paying for it? Right, right. Yikes! Yikes! That's the other thing. This new thing, you, the new thing you're talking about. This monstrosity. How much is that going to cost you? Right, because there, there's no, there's no price yet. But uh, they were yeah. saying that Warner Brothers Discovery has like a their own sports content on on Max, but that content is free, but only because of technical issues. I.e., they can't get the app to work the way they want it, which is what I was saying earlier. So it's. I feel like there are a lot of moving parts. For for y'all to have already have a uh, a cost in line, I don't I don't know if I can be on board with anything other than like seven ninety nine until y'all really get all the kinks worked out. Oh, it's gonna See, be it's gonna be more than oh that. yeah, because it's sports, so and, it's gonna be way more than that. More than that. And I I have the task of calling and trying to argue with some folks over to, of our carrier because we got this. You talking about downsizing right now? Yeah. And I got TVs in a couple different rooms. The kids are all out the house and all that, and I'm paying for all this stuff, and I have these options available to me, mm-hmm. and I've been put on, you better tell them to lower our bill, because we ain't paying I, for all this. We don't need all that. I get a decree, I promise y'all, every four months. Uh, I saved the the, 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 the this, this, this person bill, because I feel like we can reduce this. How many boxes I got? We need all them boxes. Well, can can I get rid of this package or that? I gotta redo. I gotta relook at that package every four months because she's convinced, and she's probably right that it can be reduced. I think yeah. we're about to go down to like three boxes. Wow. Yeah, wow. one main box and then two that will float all around the house, and then some fire sticks, and we gonna we gonna go from there. See, I miss them days where I had that dude in the white van that pull up to my house, and I buy, I'd buy a box and I'd get everything. Everything. <laughs> I got yeah. it. I got everything. Never paid for a Tyson fight. I watched them, watch them all, man. Where I probably would have watched more wrestling then. Them, we them, had that. Yeah, no, no, no. The only pay-per-view Don King didn't make one dime off of me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, thank you. And I'm glad you're feeling – are you feeling a little bit better? Because we, we we buried the lead with you. Yes, are a you lot fe- less nauseous. It was it was a long, too athy, lack of sleep, yeah, nauseous yeah, night. But yeah. we are here. I am actually 
you came, feeling yeah, better. We were gonna call nine one one or or she bouncing back. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. oh, I was dragging in here. Y'all you know I don't usually here. drag. You don't like, like that. looking at you like that. You supposed Oof. to you're you're the bright light for our yeah, morning. Yeah, you should come in and bring us you know effervescence. You know, I, I I woke up like the sun. The sun got bright and so did I. <laughs> there you go. Woke up I like think the we sun. ended on that note. That was beautiful. We had to put that on a bumper sticker or someplace. Anyway, thank you, Noel. Uh, eight o'clock hour. We are going to hear from Maria Martin, who has been putting some miles on our frequent flyer. Um, going to hear from her. She was down at Braves camp. Uh, I got a fresh casting call for you up on X right now. You can go to get cast with Greg on X and uh, 9290game.com slash casting call. And, um, but I have some points I want to bring up kind of along the lines of what Noel was just talking about. But we got to talk about Atlanta United kicked yep. off their season Brr. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. And, yeah, maybe the dad's what was the they, reason they, why. They, 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 that's what well, I want to know. We will find out. Talk about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 